Wow, good morning, good morning, and we're back. Episode 8 of the Sheepdogs Podcast. We start doing that, like, a dog-like chant. Um, we are here live this morning from the studio and at Miami University, Newman right. Center. Red Hawks Revival. That's right. Um, and we have a guest today, a special guest, a uh, personal friend since freshman year, Elizabeth Huddleston. Welcome, Elizabeth. Oh, Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, Thanks, right. guys. Thanks yeah, for having me. Sure. For yeah, me. yeah. Uh, we're excited today. We're going to be talking about mission, and Elizabeth is an expert in that from her summers at camp um, at Damascus. And But, Father, I don't know if you had any any thoughts before we get started. Yeah. Uh, joke first, or maybe start with yeah. prayer first. Oh, yeah. Joke first. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, joke first. So, uh, there was a guy one time who told me, that he uh, never was going to learn how to tie a tie. And I was like, come on. He's like, it's not going to happen. Oh! oh. Nailed that too. <laughs> yeah. Great delivery there, Father. Sorry. Um, no, no, I love it. Yeah, I guess we could start with a prayer now. That'd yeah, sorry. All right, let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for Elizabeth being with us here today. We bless... Ask your blessing, Lord, upon all those listening, all those tuning in, and uh, especially uh, just thank you, Lord, for the joy that we share. We know you want us to experience your joy each and every day, and we know your presence this day. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. So, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sweet. So, yeah, my name's Elizabeth. I'm a senior at Miami. Um, I'm actually in my last semester. Next semester, I'll be starting an internship in the in the big girl world in the hospital, mm-hmm. so that's exciting. Um, yeah, so... Campus ministry is going to miss you. So I'm going to miss say, it. The Catholic community here, yeah. Elizabeth's done so much. It's been great. Thanks. Yeah, it's, been, presence, it's yeah. been incredible to see it grow over the past four years. Johnny mm-hmm. can attest also, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Nice. nice. And uh, how many summers did you spend at Damascus? Yeah, so on mission, I spent three summers. I spent one summer as a nanny for one of the director families. And then the two summers following that, I was a counselor. Awesome. Okay. And people have heard Damascus, but like, what what is it? I see you're wearing a sweatshirt. It says, Awaken, Empower, Equip. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. You got it. Um, Yeah, so Damascus is a mission that started full-time with a campus in 2015, but before that, they ran a summer camp called Catholic Youth Summer Camp, starting in, I believe, 2001, and they would travel around to different campsites in Ohio, and they would move in a trailer every week. They would pack up camp and move sites, Um, so I was actually a camper in that time, and so growing up, I was kind of seeing a little glimpse into what this mission was, and I always thought, wow, it would be so cool to be a missionary with them, and so... In 2015, they built their permanent campus in Centerburg, Ohio, and now they run full year retreats. They do adult ministry now. They have women's and men's retreats, young adult, 
And then they run a lot of middle school and high school retreats throughout the year. But then CYSC, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, is still their main kind of focus. It's nine or ten weeks of camp throughout the summer. And they are up to about 500 kids a week that get to come and encounter the Lord. Whoa. So most kids, when they come, then they spend like a week. Just yeah. a week, and then it's continually rotating. Like you're getting 500 new kids each week. That's each week, saying. yeah. Wow. So they come Sunday afternoon through Friday morning, basically. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So cool. And so what kind of training do they give you at the beginning of the summer, like to enter into that? Yeah, I think something that's so unique about Damascus, and I haven't served with a lot of other kind of ministries, but a lot of our training is really just set up like a retreat. And so they want to make sure that we – not only are formed in how to lead a small group and how to handle hard pastoral conversations, but it's a lot of just us receiving. And so they have an abundance of sacraments for us. We are placed in small groups that we have throughout the summer also that we can meet with. We have ongoing formation every week. And so in our 24 hours off, about three of those hours um, on the weekend are formation for us um, in small groups. So yeah, at the beginning, it's very concentrated and it's it's called the Equip Conference. Um, that's about a week and a half. And so we're learning all of these practical skills for how to lead, but then we're also on retreat for ourselves. Nice. Wow. Can you describe your experience as a camper? You said you were, how many years were you a camper? Yeah, so I was a camper for seven summers. Wow. Whoa, okay. Which okay. is the max. You go. <laughs> that yeah. is, so it's not just three years. It's, it's seven years as a camper. Um, can you describe that experience a little bit and like, what made you then want to be a missionary from those summers? Yeah, I think there's just something about living a life of mission that's so attractive. And so even as a sixth grader, it was like, why are these people so joyful? And like why they might not have their lives together. Like at that point, there were no full-time missionaries. And so they were all college students. They were all young adults who were just had no idea what they were doing. And people know what they're doing a lot more than they used to because of the Equip Conference and all these things that have grown over time. But even when it was just chaotic and a mess, it was like, there is something about their life that is so attractive and that I want to have. And being at camp for a week can only do so much for you. Um, and so where I have seen so much more transformation in my own life is being on staff and being fully immersed in it for 12 weeks of the summer, more than just five days. Because in five days, I encountered the Lord probably for the first time. Um, and then again and again every year after that. But yeah, it's just so different when you're in it for 12 weeks. Yeah. Man, I'm just imagining me going to uh, Camp Damascus when I was a kid, and I would have been a big troublemaker. But I just, I'm just interested in like, what does a day look like there? Like, what do you do? What do this? Like, what do the counselors do? What do the kids do there? Yeah, we love our troublemakers. We have so many. Our kind of slogan is "Live the adventure of the Catholic faith." So that's my sweatshirt that. also says that. Um, there's a huge statue of John Paul II when you first walk in. Um, Because he said, life with Christ is a wonderful adventure. So we have all of these high adventure activities for the high adventure faith. So we have high ropes and giant swing and paintball and archery tag. Um, So that's kind of what... Isn't there a blob? There's a blob in the lake, yeah. Do you want to explain what a blob is, Father? (laughs) I've never been on one, but I remember like looking at my summers as a seminary and I was like, I want to go to this place and just like be there for a summer. Because I love adventure. There's like all the things like rock climbing and stuff. Then there's a blob, like this huge... I don't know if it's full of air, Mm -hmm. right, I guess. And it's probably like, what, I don't know, 20 feet by 30 feet. And so you have somebody jump on the one end, and they basically just launch you out over the lake. Like, I don't know how many feet in the air, 30 feet in the air or something. (laughs) And you just land in the water. 
But uh, maybe you've seen it on YouTube. If not, look it up. But yeah, yeah. it looks crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. If we have any blob manufacturers turning turn, tuning in, please sponsor us. Sponsor us. That's right. We would love to add one. I see a window right now. We could place it right under. And anyway, yeah, that's actually um, a good height. Yeah, I think so too. Right? I think I think we're looking good. We can get a swimming pool. Yeah. Oh, off the roof onto the blob into the lake. <laughs> that's when our YouTube page will come out. We'll just start doing trick shots off the blob. There you go. Fun. Trick shots for Jesus. <laughs> um, speaking of though, yeah. So adventure for Christ. Yeah. Um, do you think these kids like um, they really take to like everything that the summer is trying to preach and tell them? I know. I I've heard. I've never been myself, but I've heard like it's like adoration every night and like. They don't mess around. They're like, as soon as you get in, like, yeah, we're having an adventure, but we're also going to pray hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I think something really cool is that at night is kind of like the big experiences of adoration, the praise and worship, candlelit mass, prayer ministry, um, kind of like the big powerful moments. Um, But there's also daily mass in the morning and it's the quiet kind of moments. It's a very simple daily mass. Um, And we kind of present all facets of it because those are the things that are sustainable when campers leave um, at their home parish they're probably not going to be going to worship nights every day with adoration or um, yeah those crazy big things and then something else that's really cool is we have we call it prayer lab and so every morning the campers go with another staff member who's not their counselor and they learn how to do Lexio Divina and so they go through this process of the first day of the week it's very structured and led by the prayer lab leader and then throughout the week it's more independent for the campers, and so they can create that habit of prayer. And then when they leave, in their prayer lab book, it's called the Prayer Dare, and it outlines 365 days of scripture for them to be praying with um, following camp. So yeah, it's really, we're trying to set up those habits um, rather than just give them a wrapped up experience that then they have to wait until next year to experience more. Oh, it sounds like they're just playing hard and praying hard. Yeah. That's, what a place, what a place. So I have a big question, and I was wondering if you had a good answer for it. I'm I can sure try. You but you you went through like a long time at Damascus, and then you came to Miami University. And is there anything that you learned there that you pulled with you and it stuck with you as you started doing campus ministry here? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that I took from mission, and one of them was really just recognizing that so many of the things I did on mission were not at all me. They were all just straight from the Lord and straight from the Holy Spirit. Like there were so many conversations that I walked out of with campers or situations that I had to handle that I walked away and was like, what the heck just happened? Like that, I did not have the skill set to handle that. Um, But it ended well and the Lord spoke through me and the Lord worked through me. Um, And so I think being able to take that not only into ministry, but also into my job and into just life as a student and having those hard conversations. I've seen where the Lord has been faithful before, and I've seen where the Lord has worked through me um, with only a little yes of like, Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing. I cannot answer these questions that these people have, but you can. Um, And so that really has been the mindset going into ministry and into life that without having a full immersed summer, I don't think I would have understood how fully he can work through me. Mm. Wow. Um, could you speak more into that a little bit about like, you're talking about mission, like not only in the ministry, but like at work, what, like we're supposed to bring like Jesus to work. What, what does that mean? 
um, do they teach you um, like what that means, like in the world context, not just at camp or like around around other Catholic friends? Yeah. So something that's really cool is in one of our last weeks of formation on the weekends, they focus it on deployment, and so we really go through and make a plan for what our life is going to look like after camp because. Yeah, it could be really easy to struggle. It's so easy when you're in a community of 250 young adults who are just so in it with you. And you know that anybody you walk up to believes the same thing that you do. Um, But they recognize that most of us aren't going to stay full time. Most of us are going back to our campuses or back to our jobs. And so they really walk us through how to stay kind of in that mindset when you're in a secular um, career or school environment. And so, yeah, they really train you for that deployment piece and so much of it is prayer like praying through who are my point people going to be either from Damascus or when I'm at school that when it gets hard I can go to you and say like it's getting hard you need to remind me of why this is worth it or you need to remind me of what I need to be doing Um, and yeah I think so much of it is they have recognized that you are on mission for 12 weeks at Damascus but you're on mission somewhere else for your whole life and so you're learning mission skills that aren't only for sixth graders or they're not only for 11th graders, they're for your coworkers and they're for people. Cause they're, I mean, the truth is there are a lot of sixth graders who come in so skeptical. So it's not like all of the sixth graders or all of the high schoolers that come in are already in it and they're like ready to receive. There are a lot of barriers that have to be broken down. And there are a lot of kids who are self-identifying as atheists or just like coming from really hard life experiences um, that mimic the real world. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so awesome. powerful. Do you have any like specific stories you could share us with us about like uh, someone who was a missionary on Damascus or yourself or like some kid you worked with or just something crazy that happened or yeah, do you have anything like that? Yeah, I so I would say my craziest story. Um, I had a camp for my second year on staff, my second year as a counselor, and it seemed like every five minutes it was another just like heartbreaking detail about her life. And those were the conversations that I would walk out of it. Like, how the heck did I handle that? Or like, how am I okay right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like funny now, but in the moment it was not funny. We were on the archery tag course and we were about to start the game. And she looks at me and goes, I'm in a gang. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're 15. What? Like, I didn't even know that was possible. And like, <laughs> what is going on? And by the end of the week, she was able to stand on the stage and give a testimony. And the the funniest testimonies are the ones where they like turn around to the huge crucifix behind them. And they're like, it's him. They're like, just so dramatic. And she was like, repeat after me. Jesus is Lord. Satan has no hold on me. And it was just like, yeah, that week was a roller coaster of like her wanting to accept it. And then saying like, but I'm so entrenched in the world and like Mm -hmm. I'm so I see that Jesus can be a savior for you or you or you Mm -hmm. but I don't believe that he can be my savior because I'm so drenched in sin Mm -hmm. um so just to be able to be like I am so hands-off on this but I will say whatever the Lord needs me to say because I like I know that he can do it but like I have nothing to offer here um and so yeah after that week I really walked out feeling like I could do anything (laughs) like I really can do anything through Christ um yeah so it's just like craziest story by far (laughs) yeah thanks for sharing that I think that's so good too because I'm sure there's um even people on like the missionary side right feel like that you know they're not good enough or don't know the faith well enough or whatever struggles you know but I'm sure that like how transformative it could be to be a missionary you know and that uh, just growing in that, um, 
Yeah, or just all of us, right? Called to be on mission. And so how the Lord wants to use all of us in a radical way, right? And that he wants us to come to him to be healed, to to know those graces, to come to know him in prayer. And that sometimes, you know, the wildest cults make the best horses. I love that quote, right? So like, yeah. you know, St. Paul's or whoever, that like the Lord wants to use all of us um, wherever we are, just to like heal us and then to like send us out too. Yeah. You know, like even St. Peter, he was felt like he denied the Lord, you know, and he caught all this fish, you know, and the Lord before that, uh, Peter said, you know, Lord, we've been out all night. We've been trying to fish. It's your word. And so right after all that, he comes to the beach, right? And Peter says, you know, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And the Lord's basically just like, I'm going to send you on mission. <laughs> now, you know, it's like, from now on, you'll be a fisher of men, you know? So of course, like, he, you know, you know, comes, you know, heals him and all that too. But he realizes he wants us to have like that mission mindset. And so even though I feel like, you know, I've never like led a Bible study or never taught or anything. Um, just like how good that could be to not be afraid. Um, but I guess following that, like, what would you say to someone who's like hesitating, like, you know, what should, should I like go to this co-op for the summer? You know, maybe it's only like their first or second year in college or whatever. Like, what would you say to someone like, just like the skills you've learned, you know, even just for career, but even just for life, like being a missionary, realize we're all called to be on mission. Um, what would you say to someone like that? who's trying to discern like what they should do for the summer. Like, was this really worth it to give up the summer? Um, yeah. Yeah, first I would say I have never regretted giving three summers of my life to Jesus um, and to mission. I think, yeah, I am very easily somebody who could fall into like, I need to be doing this experience or I'm not going to get a job um, or I need to be doing X, Y, Z. But I've really seen the way that the Lord has blessed me. Like when I give a gift of my summer, I've never felt penalized for like, I just went through a whole intense application process. Um, I applied to 26 hospitals and never did I feel like I should have, I should have done another experience other than summer camp. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Cause I just think the Lord blesses what we give us and he gives us so much back in return. He gives us so much more than we can give him. Um, so I have never regretted it and I don't think you would regret giving your summer, but yeah, I just think, um, so many aspects of myself, I feel so much more equipped to go into the world, um, after being on mission and I feel so much more of who I'm created to be. I walked out of the summer with so much more confidence in myself and so much more confidence in leadership. I wouldn't consider myself a natural leader, uh, but I have really stepped into leadership through my roles at Damascus. Um, and so, so many things that, yeah, I just think will carry into the workforce with me, the confidence, the leadership, um, the assessment skills of being able to look at people and kind of assess with the Holy Spirit what they need and what I can provide for them is something that can go into any workforce. Like we're called to see people as people um, and to to minister to the humanness in our careers. So yeah, I just think so many things that will carry into just the human aspect of whatever I end up doing. Mm -hmm. no, that's so good. Thanks for sharing that. Because I think sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in the mindset of like career, like we have to take this certain summer job or that kind of thing. But like the Lord wants us to experience a great freedom often, you know, and he wants to show us something more like the human side, the formation, but also like just the adventure of like, yeah, this is my summer job of like showing kids how to dive off a blob and yeah. learn how to rock climb. But also, yeah, it's entering into the sacraments. Like what a huge blessing to be on mission, to be trained, how to be on mission for life, mm -hmm. like through Damascus. So Yeah, even just the friendships too that I walked mm -hmm. away with because you're so exhausted together and like you're just sharing such a common experience with so many people that some of my best friends that I know I'll be best friends with forever have come out of serving together. Man, uh, so I have one quick note, and you were talking about how does uh, 
somebody join a gang that young. I was actually in a biker <laughs> gang. Uh, biker gang wow. when I was about in third grade. Uh, we rode our BMX bikes around the neighborhood. It was nice. me and about six other buddies. What was your name? Yeah. It was the North Elmhurst squad. There's a big feud. Nice. Wow. There's a big yeah, feud dude. between the South Elmhurst and the North Elmhurst. Oh, man. Um, don't get in the middle. Don't. Yeah. The <laughs> people in the Central Elmhurst, you know, they they felt our wrath. We had many uh, BMX biking contests right in the center of Elmhurst there. So we got into, we were a little reckless. But um, I just wanted to ask you, like, do you have any advice for anybody that, you know, might be, you know, trying to, like, live mission, um, but they had never really done it before, or it's something that, like, really, like, you know, scares them. I know before um, coming to college, I was never going to be the person that would, like, come by and say, oh, hey, do you know Jesus, by the way? Or I would never be able to, like, say that. So do you have any advice for somebody that, you know, might have a hard time, like, even, like, starting, or even, like, not even know where to start when it comes to, like, living mission? Yeah, I would say the things that we're focusing on so much as a Newman Center this year, sacraments and community have been huge for me. Um, yeah, just going to receive the sacraments and be refilled every day. Um, daily mass at camp was so important for me because I was just feeling so drained all day, especially week seven, eight, nine, um, that I knew daily mass was the time when I could receive and I could, yeah, just give to the Lord in a very specific way um, that I didn't have to be catering to my campers in that 30 minute moment. And so like knowing where you can recharge and where you can be refilled. And so sacraments are huge for that. And then community, um, not only having the community, I think a lot of times we have our close Catholic friends, but we don't actually talk about hard Catholic things. And so being able to have those open conversations about mission is really hard. And like, how have you been doing it in your classes? Cause I need help. Um, or this is something I tried and it didn't go well. Do you have any suggestions? Or just like being able to have somebody to share your glories with. Say like, I had this conversation for the first time and I'm really proud of myself and having those people who can lift you up in that. Um, so having people, yeah, not only that are there for you, but that you actually talk about the hard things has been really important for me also. That's awesome. It makes me think of what we do here, the Friday fever. Is that what it's called? Night fever. Night fever. Night fever. But it's always on Friday, mm -hmm. so I was half right there. But um, no, and I just, I just remember like the first time month or month or so ago where we had it, and I, I was terrified to, you know, go out onto the busy high street on a Friday night where a ton of people walking around, but yet um, we had a big community that was all like dedicated to go doing it. Mm -hmm. And despite me not wanting to do it, I was going to go do it with everyone else. And it ended up being like one of my favorite events that we put on this year. I think like it really like inspired me because like I didn't think that I was going to get one person to come over and pray with us outside. But, you know, thanks to thanks to God, we got we got quite a few. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that that night, too. I also have a hard time with that night. It's never easy or comfortable to go out to random people. And a lot of people will just like like shoot you off or whatever. But yeah. uh I had a thought on that, and now I'm blanking. That's right. But yeah, the power of community, right? It's so good. Like when you're doing this together, we're united. And uh, I love how they use that word "deploy." You know, mm -hmm. too, like preparing for to be deployed. You know, so we need the community, even if we're going back to school or whatever. Just the power of community, the power of the sacraments, to be bolstered, to be filled, and then we can go each day. So the Lord wants the, the Lord works on the daily bread system, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so like we need to go back day after day to have that prayer you know it's so good They're, you're training the kids to pray you know that's what we need to like daily prayer you know daily sacraments especially like i know as a priest they need it but all of us um yeah and if i don't have that like yeah the day would not work yeah <laughs> so 
Yeah. I, I really liked you talking about how mass was like the time to receive. Yeah. I wow. heard so good. Yeah, once that like why we one of the reasons like why we receive communion is because like we should be on mission throughout the entire week mm. and like almost exhausted when we get to mass from giving that like it's it is your time to receive the Lord and his grace in the Eucharist. And that that's really cool that like you actually got to feel what that's like because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it's so easy to get distracted in the world and like get off mission and and I know I I talked about this um, a little bit but like even just like at uh, when you're going out to dinner and like talking to your waiter or like uh, at the grocery store you run into an old friend if you're like not really um, renewing that like mission mindset at mass or like through prayer like it's easy to forget and not actually impact people who maybe could have been impacted. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen uh, any any stories in particular, maybe like one camper, uh, either as a camper yourself, a counselor that impacted you, or one camper that you feel like uh, you impacted well that you uh, keep close connection with? Mm, yeah, so the, the close connection part is hard because we're not really allowed to have sustained relationships with our campers after camp, um, just with yeah, church rules, diocese wow. rules. We're allowed to email um, if we copy Damascus kind of in them. But yeah, no, nothing outside of that. But I have had one camper who um, really, we just really connected. Um, and I think my life experiences could speak a lot into what she was experiencing as a high schooler, um, just friend issues. And yeah, just coming to a point where it's hard um, not to fall into the things of the world. And yeah, it's it's always funny when they try to like do the things that they're like not we're not really allowed to do so it's like a lot of instagram dming or whatever and then you like direct it back over to email and like we could talk this way but um yeah so we actually saw each other again when i was visiting this summer um and she came up and we had a really good talk about just what her last year had looked like um and the ways that she had been able to remember the things we talked through and the the things we prayed about at her week at camp and kind of take them into her friend situations and it was really beautiful to hear like okay, it's not always falling on deaf ears. Cause you know, sometimes like there are going to be campers who walk out and they, they lose the flame really fast and it's going to take until the next year at summer camp. And I know myself as a camper, that was the case a lot. I, it took probably me going seven summers for it to stick longer than a couple months after camp. Um, but it was really cool to just hear, like I actually implemented these things that we talked about and like my friend situation has improved so much because I entrusted it to the Lord and like all of these things in my life are different um, because of my week at camp and because of the things that we did together. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Wow. Um, what is one, I guess, like, favorite part? Or, like, I'm trying to think, like, really to convincing someone that, that like, is, like, struggling. Like, I know it sounds great. You're impacting lives at camp. You're learning how to live on mission. But, like, why should I, like, go to Damascus? Or I know there's an event coming up, right, in December. What is it called? Yeah, so it's called the Empower Conference. It's a young adult conference for 18 to 28-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. So, like, why should I go to an event like Empower mm. or even uh, go to a mission mission summer? Yeah, a mission summer specifically at Damascus. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about Damascus is just how well they do pastoral care. So I always felt so seen and loved and supported by my head counselors, my director of counselors, anybody on staff who could just look at you and know, like, this isn't Elizabeth, what's going on? 
and I felt so invested in throughout the summer. Um, and so I think it's really easy to just have your training at the beginning, throw you in, check in on practicals, like how are you feeling as a counselor? But I always felt so invested in and loved as a person. Um, and they really recognize that your soul comes first. And so if there's something going on, it's not like, well, you signed up to be a counselor. You need to take 10 campers this week. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what do you need? Do you need a week in the kitchen? Do you need a week on service staff? Um, and they're really good about just seeing us and seeing our needs. And so, yeah, even those relationships are ones that I have taken forward that if I'm really struggling with some something, I know that I can call my head counselor because she's still my head counselor. It's not just problems with my campers. Um, a lot of it is is focused on me and my soul and my, yeah, just mm-hmm. life. And so um, I would say Damascus does pastoral care just so well so that I knew I could trust my summer to them and know that I was going to come out. Yeah. Just like better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's the same thing at empower is that all of the, the full-time missionaries are going to be there in such a supportive and pastoral way. Um, so it's not just like a retreat or a conference where you're going and you're on your own. It's really, they're really out to, to be with you and to help you. Wow. That's so valuable too. You know, I wish we, all had that right yeah Uh, no matter what job or no matter what mission we're on like that is just such a great witness too like yeah to have Mm -hmm. people looking out for one another people that care for you people like you said with your soul and like your uh mental health all that like together right in one like you care that's so good i was just thinking about that like in my internships like if i had a boss or manager that like actually cared about me and like that like it goes so much farther but even on a spiritual level i'm sure it's like even more so. Um, I guess one of my last questions here would be, what are you most looking forward to about Empower coming up? Oh. Yeah, if you could give like one piece about that. Yeah, I think I'm excited because I'm going to be right on the cusp of the college. That When they do breakout sessions, they break you up into college and then workforce. And so I'm going to be right on the cusp of entering the workforce. And so I'm excited to just meet people and kind of get a taste of what mission in the workforce looks like versus mission on a college campus before I even start. I think that's going to be cool. And also just the theme last year was a passage from Haggai. Did I say that right? And um, yeah, it was was just cool to see a passage that I had never heard of. And then they broke it up kind of throughout the weekend. And so I think that's the theme that they're going to take again this year, but we don't know what it is yet. So it'll be kind of exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. So great. All right, so we're kind of, you know, closing up here, but I have one last question. Perfect. Um, and it is, you know, we're, we have eventually hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people are going to listen to us. Uh, of course. It's it's inevitable. Why uh, stop there? You know, well, it, it will, everyone, everyone right. will in the world. At least uh, our moms. At least our moms. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm sure there's, going to be so many great Catholics that are listening to this and wanting to be like, can I have one piece of like information? Like I, like one thing to inspire me to go out on mission. And do you have that one thing that you, you might want to share with them? Yeah. I think my life is just so much better when it's not me running it. Mm, let's go. Yeah. So that live lesson, the live the, it's such, it's so much more of an adventure than if I mm. tried to sit down and control every little piece and think through everything I was going to say. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, because I've seen in the little things how when the Lord works through me, how much better it is. I'm like, you can just have it all because I don't want any of it. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, so yeah, my life is just so much better when I let the Lord run the show. Let's go. That's, That's awesome. That's a great Thanks answer. for that witness. Yeah. So good. Wow. So good. Well, we might have to have a part two after Empower mm. to hear how that... Yeah. What we'll bring in Tori yeah. too. Yeah. Any other Damascus... Uh, yeah, so Tori, Tori was a counselor this past summer, and she first um, experienced Damascus at Empower last year and okay. had a very life-changing okay. experience. So maybe you should bring her in to talk about that. Yeah. Nice. I'm hoping, like, one of the dreams here at the, the Newman Center in Miami is we just want to send everyone on mission for yeah. this summer. You know, whether that's Totus Tuus, whether that's Damascus, whether whatever, you know, going, going across the world. But, uh, yeah, so thanks so much for your witness because, yeah, yeah, just such a great... What is for all of us, you know, your testimony is giving your life to the Lord and living the adventure because it's all about us, like always being on mission, right? No matter where we are, whether it's, you know, a summer camp or uh, in the uh, the trenches of, yeah, being at our job, you know, that uh, we're called to just, yeah, live that adventure with the Lord. So thanks yeah. so much, Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, close in a quick prayer and we'll. Right. Sure, yeah, let's yeah. Start in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for all of your blessings. Thank you for giving us the great freedom that we have to follow you. We pray that we ever may be inspired uh, to follow you ever closer each day, to be filled by your sacraments, to know your grace and love uh, within us, and to continually uh, grow in the community surrounding us, and to ever be on mission to never be afraid to follow you and to live the adventure that you have for our life, Lord. We ask all this in Jesus' holy name through Mother Mary and St. John Paul II. And we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, thank y'all. Yeah, thanks for tuning into the Shoot Dog Podcast. (laughs) See you next week for, stay tuned. I don't know.